0: Glory. I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your on ready? I came out the world wide already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown. I would be honored if you played football for this team. Throw it up above his head. They can't jump with me, lead. Golly! Oh, they tackle at the corner. Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I can! <laughs> I can! <laughs> What's going on, guys? It's Matt, back at it again today, Tuesday, November 6th, for another episode of the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast. For today's episode, we will go ahead and break down the last six games of the Week 9 schedule, and that will probably wrap it up for today's podcast. Not much else going on. Uh, We'll have a podcast tomorrow with rankings and everything but I'll address that again at the end Uh, for the real news update again not much today still a lot of talk on the Le'Veon Bell situation show just to be a little bit clear Uh, got a lot more information yesterday obviously Uh, he did leave Miami Uh, there are talks that if he doesn't Come back and sign or doesn't come and sign his tender by Tuesday next Tuesday with the Steelers. He cannot play at all in the 2018 season, uh, but he will still become a free agent next year. Now the Steelers still have a chance to give him the tender again, the franchise tender that apparently uh, seems very or highly unlikely now at this point is that it'll be over or right around $20 million for the year and they don't want to pay a running back that much. There's a lot of talk that they may transition tag him which would then allow him to negotiate technically as a free agent with any other team and then if a team depending on what they pay him the Steelers have a chance to match that or let him go What a lot of people think that they'll do, including myself, is that he's not going to return this year at all. He will sit out the entire year. Really doesn't make any sense for him to come back and sign Tuesday, except maybe to build some goodwill back, as I know a lot of people feel like he handled this completely the wrong way, uh, and has looked really bad, so maybe his camp feels that he uh, has really hurt his image, and he needs to come back and play some, but at this point, he can only make about $5 million out of the 14, so... if you've already given up nine million dollars, why would you come back and risk getting hurt? On all it takes is one play in football. Obviously, uh, he could get hurt on any play in the last couple weeks. Why get hurt for only five million dollars when you can just go out and come back in the ne- or come back next season? Uh, and then, of course, again, as I was just talking about with the Steelers side. If they don't sign him or transition tag him, he will, uh, whatever team he signs for, he will get a compensatory, Steelers, I'm sorry, will get a compensatory pick. And they will likely get a high compensatory pick as Le'Veon Bell will likely still sign a good contract. Again, really going to be interesting to see what he does next Tuesday. Obviously, he did leave Miami. There's a lot of reports that he was going back home to Columbus for a few days to make a Decision. Some people do believe that he'll show up in Pittsburgh. We'll know for sure by next Tuesday. Again, I don't see him coming back. Just doesn't make much sense in my eyes, and uh, I don't see the Steelers uh, giving him another franchise tender or the transition to a franchise tag or the transition tag. I think that they will let him go so they can get that compensatory pick. It'll be very interesting though to see. What kind of contract he gets is obviously at the beginning of the season. The Steelers offered him, while not a great contract, still at the time was the best running back contract. And he was actually going to get $30 million guaranteed. And then, of course, two weeks later, uh, Todd Gurley got one for $45 million guaranteed. So we kind of saw, I guess, in some way what Le'Veon Bell turned it down. Although I would still say that was a pretty good contract. So, all right, let's go ahead and jump into those last six games. Post game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. To hell with it. To hell with it, indeed. So for the first game here, we have what ended up being a, a fairly good game, at least in my opinion. The now four and four Atlanta Falcons beating the now five and three Washington Redskins, thirty eight fourteen. For Atlanta, Matt Ryan just continues uh, to be a top quarterback in his second year in Steve Sarkeesian's offense. Gets you 29 points in fantasy, putting up 350 yards, four touchdowns, and one interception. Again, talked about this at the beginning of the year. I really thought Matt Ryan was going to have a good year this year. Uh, he's always succeeded uh, that second year and moving forward in a new offensive coordinator's Uh, Offense Last year, obviously, when he came in, he was forced to kind of run Kyle Shanahan's offense, learn Kyle Shanahan's offense, and I think that's kind of what hurt Matt Ryan and that whole offense in general. Now this has become Steve Sarkeesian's real offense, and he's able to call and run the plays that he wants, and obviously not just Matt Ryan, but everybody looks comfortable in it. For the running backs, obviously Tevin Coleman had himself a huge day here. So for fantasy, he gets you 30 points. As he gets 88 yards on the ground and 13 carries. And then in the receiving game, 68 yards and two touchdowns on five catches. Definitely had a huge share, uh, a bigger share in the role of the running backs. Uh, between him and Edo Smith, uh, and again, that was something I was really interested to see, as I talked about on Friday, going into the bye week, he had, I believe that the split was about 60-40, it was pretty much the same here, of course, Edo Smith does come through with you though, or come through for you with 12 points in fantasy, uh, obviously, again, not doing uh, a whole lot here, in the receiving game, but did outrush Coleman big time with 60 yards on 10 carries and did get the touchdown, uh, but just the one catch and four yards. It'll be interesting, again, to see what they do with these two. Tevin Coleman has always thrived in kind of being the receiving guy, uh, and Edo Smith had kind of taken over that role here while Devonta Freeman was in and out of the lineup. If Coleman goes back to that, which they really did seem to rely on him more in the receiving game here, I think he's going to be, obviously, a high-end RW2 or possibly RW, guys, RB, uh, or end up finishing in that number or in the top tier of running backs. I'm sorry, guys. My, my mind is all over the place today. Uh, so, for the wide receivers, Julio Jones finally scores, guys, finally. Comes through, gets into the end zone. Of course, more... Uh, what he did, then actually getting targeted in the red zone, but 121 yards on seven catches and a touchdown. It's the first time he has scored since back on November 26th of last year, guys. That's how long it's been, but does come through with you, come through for you with 21 points in fantasy. Calvin Ridley continues to just impress in his rookie campaign. 71 yards on six catches and a touchdown as well. Uh, and then of course my guy Austin Hooper, a guy. I might actually have a good game here based on the matchup. Didn't really come through for you guys in fantasy. Just 41 yards on three catches with five points. So for the Redskins here, I really thought that Washington would ha- uh, play a much better game than they did. Atlanta's defense has been easy to get up on and put points up on. Uh, Alex Smith did have himself, for fantasy-wise, at least a good day compared to his usual 12 points. He gets you 17. Uh, you know, again, not a not a bad day, but not a great day. 306 yards in the air with one touchdown one interception added 22 yards on the ground. <laughs> for the running backs here, uh, the only guy who really came through for you was Capri Bibbs, and that was because he scored... Uh, In the rushing game here, 20 yards on three carries. And again, did get the touchdown to give you 10 whopping points. uh, This whole team just struggled. And in all honesty, I think they're going to struggle moving forward. They lost... Two offensive linemen uh, this past week to season-ending injuries. I think at this point now, Adrian Peterson can be officially declared dead. Uh, we will be holding a service for him later on this week. Uh, please come by, and give any or say any kind of nice things you have for him because this is pretty much going to be the end for him. This offensive line again has been decimated with injuries and without somebody. Without that offensive line, which has been one of the top ones in the league this year, uh, there to help protect, I don't see Adrian Peterson being able to do much in the rushing attack. It does get you four points in this game here. Obviously, not at all what you have expected, or at least what he's done most of the year. Just 17 yards on nine carries, and then add 16 yards on three catches. For the wide receivers here, this group continues to be a hot mess. So, the best player was Maurice Harris, or as many call him, Mo Harris, with 17 points, 124 yards on 10 catches. Uh, Josh Doxson does get the touchdown here, 31 yards on 3 catches with the touchdown, get you 10 points. Paul Richardson gets you 2 points here with just 16 yards on 2 catches. Paul Richardson is now done for the year. This wide receiver core is just completely beat to crap, guys, so... Honestly, if Mo Mo Harris is available in your leagues, he is worth a pickup at this point because Alex Smith has got no one else to throw it to but him and Josh Doxson. Uh, They do get a great matchup again this week against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So at worst, Mo Harris is at least worth a play this week. So if you've got someone on a bye coming up, we'll talk more about that uh, in the rankings on Wednesday. But I would definitely take a shot on him at least for this week. And then lastly for the Redskins, the tight end here. So Vernon Davis comes through compared to Jordan Reed. Vernon Davis, 62 yards on five receptions. Had a really nice kind of run there uh, on one of his longer plays. I believe it was the play that went for uh, his 21 or 20-yard 20 catch and run. Uh, did a really good job there. And then Jordan Reed, 34 yards on four catches. Uh, again Vernon Davis 8 points in fantasy where Jordan Reed comes not really comes through but gets you 5. Next up we have the now 6 and 3 Houston Texans beating the now 3 and 6 Denver Broncos 19 to 17 and this game just really infuriated the shit out of me but we'll get to that in a minute. For the Texans, Deshaun Watson just continues to do good. Another 20 point game. I think he's back, guys. I may have been wrong a couple weeks ago uh, when I really thought that he was kind of trending in the wrong way or in the bad in a bad direction. He was uh, putting up those two weeks with single digit points, uh, very frustrating for a lot of owners. Uh, obviously, I I'm not very uh, own Deshaun Watson in many places, uh, but just seeing that I'm sure was very concerning. He looks almost fully back. I thought losing Will Fuller might hurt him some more, and the dude is just continuing to play like a boss he he's been balling out Obviously, it helps having DeAndre Hopkins, but adding Demaryius Thomas I thought was a great move for the Texans. He's a very underrated wide receiver too, and I do think that he's really going to be able to thrive here in Houston not having to take on the full workload, kind of like what he was trying to do in Denver before, uh, well, at least this year when Emmanuel Sanders and Casey Keenum had that nice little hookup. But again, 20 points in fantasy for Deshaun Watson, 213 yards in the air with two touchdowns and added 38 yards on. The ground. In the running attack here, nobody did anything, and it's not surprising because Lamar Miller sucks. And I've been telling you guys that for years. Lamar Miller, five points in fantasy, as he gets you a whopping 21 yards on 12 rushes and adds 27 yards on two catches. Uh, Alfred Blue outsnapped everybody in this game with 15 carries, he gets you 39 yards and gets you a whopping three points in fantasy. For the wide receivers. So again, Demarius Thomas came on strong at the beginning of the game. Three catches and sixty one yards. They looked very uh they looked like they wanted to get him involved early in the game against his old team. Does get you seven points in fantasy. I do expect him to just continue to move up in receptions and everything throughout the season, but him only being having been there for like five days, I think it was From the trade deadline to the game, you can't really get that ingratiated into the offense. He is, and I'm sure will be, going into the games this weekend. DeAndre Hopkins comes through for you yet again. The dude is probably the best wide receiver in the game or should be talked about it right up there. He gets disrespected so often. 21 points in fantasy, 105 yards on 10 catches and 1 touchdown. And last but not least for the Texans, and I think it is starting time to start looking at this dude. Uh, I said that I didn't think he had any staying power. I guess I was wrong. in Jordan Thomas, 7 points in fantasy at the tight end position, is a top 10, 12 tight end at this point, guys. Because as I've talked about many a times, and I'm sure you guys know, tight end is a trash heap. For fantasy right now. 7 points and it all came obviously on his one touchdown grab. Which was literally for 7 yards. But still, this is the third week in a row now he's scored. Deshaun Watson has made an effort to find him in the red zone. If he scores every week, he's going to put up top tight end numbers for you. Again, we've only got about 5 elite tight ends in my opinion in the game right now. So chances are if your guy is getting you 6-12-14 to to points. You're winning that position almost every single week. So Jordan Thomas, uh, definitely in my opinion, a bye week fill-in for this week and someone to look at in Dynasty Leagues going forward. As uh, obviously if this explosive offense in the Texans, especially when they start adding more and more weapons around him, if he is going to be the starting tight end, could have a lot of value going forward. For the Broncos, so Case Keenum, uh, not a bad day at the office for him, 290 yards with a touchdown, 15 points in fantasy. So again, not a not a great day, but not a bad day. He comes in uh, just kind of an average day for quarterback, but sometimes that's all you need. Uh, really, Denver as a team here just kind of struggled mightily against this Houston Texans defense. That's what I thought was going to happen. Uh, we'll obviously get more into... Uh, you know, just what these guys could look like coming. They've got a bye week this week and then coming out. Uh, a lot of these players, is just, it, it's scary to see this offensive line lost their center again today, or lost their center Sunday to a broken leg. Uh, this offensive line has struggled. I think that's kind of what have led into Case Keenum's struggles a little bit here. And when he struggles, the whole offense struggles, as a lot of it is predicated on him getting the ball to them. Philip Lindsay doesn't do much for you this week. Again, nine points in fantasies to get you sixty yards on seventeen carries and adds twenty-four yards on two catches. Again, love Philip Lindsay. That's my guy. Uh, can't say anything bad about him. But Devontae Booker vultures the touchdown from him with fifteen yards on three carries and the one touchdown uh, did have a fumble in the game, a huge fumble, uh, which is exactly why it should be hashtag. Philip Lindsey, the GOAT, hashtag Devonta Booker sucks. Uh, Booker should be on the bench. I'm sure he will be kind of relegated to that role once Royce Freeman comes back, likely after the bye. For the wide receivers here, so Cortland Sutton had himself a decent day as the new kind of number two in this offense. He gets you 7 points in fantasy again, Uh, 57 yards on 3 catches. Did drop a touchdown, so that would have obviously shot him way up the board. It was at least a 40-50 yard touchdown. So obviously, I, I'm still one of those people who believes in Sutton. I think that he can easily take on a huge role here. Again, he had the touchdown dropped. I mean, it was literally in his hands, and he dropped it. I was actually pretty uh few, uh I was I was fuming when I saw it because I almost started Sutton in one of my big money leagues and uh I when I saw him I was like oh my god he's going to catch that touchdown and I'm going to lose because I didn't end up playing him the guy who led the team though at least in fantasy points is Emmanuel Sanders yet again though not a great day 7 points in fantasy uh, as he gets you just 47 yards on six receptions again I think a lot of that having to do With the fact that Case Keenan was getting pressured quite often uh, from that great defensive line in Houston. They weren't really giving him a lot of time to get the ball off. But the best guy on the day, Jeff Hireman from the best college in the land, Ohio State University. Uh, I'm sorry, the Ohio State University, 19 points in fantasy as he gets you 83 yards on 10 catches and a touchdown. He is now scored in back-to-back weeks. Uh, He does seem to be getting a lot of look from Case Keenum and another guy that I think is a sneaky bye week guy here within the next couple weeks they are obviously going into a bye this week so he's not going to be able to help you but for instance I picked him up and I'm picking him up or going to try and pick him up in a couple leagues uh, on some teams that I have a little bit of extra space on the bottom of my bench I can drop somebody now pick him up on the bye week so that I know I have him in week 11 where I own a lot of George Kittle and he'll be on a buy. so definitely something to look forward to again uh, he, he's been great I, de- I definitely think he's someone worth putting in the tie End position, and if you've got someone who's going to be off in week 11, uh, for instance, like I do in George Kittle, it'll def—he'll definitely be, I think, a worthy bye week fill-in. All right, for the next game, we have the now 6-2 Los Angeles Chargers going up against the 4-4 Seattle Seahawks. Los Angeles coming away with the victory here, 25-17. to So for the quarterback, the old gunslinger, Phillip Rivers, does it again. 17 points in fantasy, 228 yards and two touchdowns. Just continues to be awesome, guys. And he will continue to be awesome because that's what he does for the running backs, Melvin Gordon. God, I hate this guy so much, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Uh, 100, 113 yards on 16 carries and one touchdown. Uh, dude just continues to get the volume, and as I've talked about before, volume is king in fantasy. And while he has definitely kind of done much better this year, in the past couple years, he's been way below the league average in rushing yards at like, I believe it was 3 3, 3 2. Definitely increase that up some this year. Uh, so maybe I was wrong on him and not being that great of a runner, but he just continues to dominate for fantasy. Doesn't do much in the receiving game, though, today, which is usually kind of where a lot of his points come from. Or, I'm sorry, on Sunday, where he just got the one catch for 10 yards. But again, 18 points in fantasy just comes through for you. Austin Eckler had himself a quiet day, which we had talked about. I didn't think he was going to do much on Friday's podcast. Just 21 yards on three carries and 13 yards on one catch, getting you... Three points in fantasy for the wide receivers. We talked about it Friday. It was in my bold predictions. Keenan Allen going over 100 yards and a touchdown. He comes through for you big time. 18 points in fantasy had himself just a huge day. Uh, Does uh, does not end up scoring here, but still. 28 yards on two carries in the rushing game and then 124 yards on six catches in the receiving game. You know, still he he looked great coming back. It had been something we'd been a little worried about. He hasn't scored in a while and really hadn't gone over 100 yards in the past four games, I believe. So it was definitely good to see at least one of those things break for him. Uh, got somewhat right on my prediction on Mike Williams and Tyrell Williams I thought Mike Williams would get two touchdowns in this game the Williams got a touchdown each so maybe that counts at least somewhat I'm going to give myself like half a point a little decimal point for that one Mike Williams 30 yards on one catch and a touchdown nine points in fantasy again that was all him on that touchdown he ends up catching the ball and I believe running for about 20 yards of that on a nice little run and knocks the defender down to kind of get into the end zone and then Tyrell Williams Williams almost the same thing 23 yards on two catches and one touchdown gets you nine points in fantasy as well and tight end well it's pretty much a dead position for the Los Angeles Chargers Uh, however really quick on the Los Angeles Chargers tight end position before we get on to uh, the Seattle Seahawks here. Hunter Henry might be back by the end of next month. Uh, There was a lot of talk that he could possibly come back this month, uh, that he's progressing that well through his ACL injury and the rehab. Uh, The Chargers have said that they won't push him, but just know right now, um, obviously I would not pick him up this early, but maybe in two, three weeks, something to look out for if you hear more and more talk about his return. Definitely someone to look at if they really do plan on bringing him back in December, especially with as good as his offense has been, especially with Phillip Rivers back there and the way Melvin Gordon has been able to make the run game consistent. Definitely someone I would look at. Uh, Russell Wilson here for the Seahawks. Twenty points in fantasy, Uh, yet again coming through for you on uh, this week. Though he comes through big time, especially in the passing game. Had been thrown about twenty times. They threw almost forty times in this game. Two hundred and thirty-five yards. Two touchdowns, one interception, and 41 yards on the ground. Uh, Obviously, we talked about Friday. Chris Carson, would he play, won't he play because of the hip injury? He did play, not much, just get you four points in fantasy. I would kind of fade Chris Carson now at this point. Get you 40 yards on eight carries. He has just not looked good. And that hip injury, they're saying it's worse than what they thought it was. I would expect Mike Davis to get kind of the free reign of this offense going forward. Uh, He got, obviously, a bulk of the carries Here, 15 for 62 yards, gets you 14 points in fantasy. A lot of that coming also in the receiving game where he gets you 45 yards on seven catches. For the receivers, Doug Baldwin finds the end zone again, which was nice to see. Uh, It's kind of been a while for Dougie Fresh here. Uh, Doesn't really do, I'm sorry, didn't find the end zone, uh, but did get 70 yards on four catches. Uh, Does get you nine points in fantasy, so not a bad day. Obviously, we would love it if he finds the end zone because we really need that from him. It was uh, Tyler Lockett uh, almost finds the end zone in this game, 22 yards on three catches, gets you just three points. Jaron Brown, however, does get in the end zone, almost gets you two, uh, just the one catch on 10 yards for the touchdown, of course, on the Last play of the game, there was a penalty call against the Chargers. They got one more play in the end zone, literally hit him in the hands. Or I think that was David Moore. My God, man. My God, my God. I'm sorry, guys. My mind is just all over the place today. I've had so much stuff going on. It was David Moore, the the second-year guy who's just been on fire for them the past couple weeks, has the ball hit him in the hands, and he dropped it. For the tight end here, Nick Vanette, again, another player out of the Ohio State University. Does come through for you finally with 14 points in fantasies. He gets you 52 yards and a touchdown. So for the game of the weekend, at least in my opinion, the Los Angeles Rams and the New Orleans Saints. The Saints winning the game 45 to 35. So for the Los Angeles Rams, Jared Goff does it again, 30 points as we've talked about. Start him every week. 391 yards and 3 touchdowns adding 17 yards on the ground. He's been awesome. He's going to continue to be awesome as long as Sean McVay is his coach. Todd Gurley struggles. Finally, someone just stuck it to Todd Gurley, and I love it. Sorry for all you Todd Gurley owners who've just been enjoying his 15 touchdowns all year long and his, like, 800 fucking points he's put up. I'm glad that he finally got knocked down a peg. 68 yards on the ground with one touchdown and then added 11 yards in the air. Obviously still a decent day for fantasy. You cannot... Knocked the guy. He got 16 points, which is still a good day for most people. Uh, so it's still a little bit frustrating that Todd Gurley is just so damn good. Uh, Malcolm Brown does get the touchdown here in this game. They'll get you 8 points in fantasy. Uh, obviously doesn't do really much of anything, not really anything at all in the rushing game, but gets all his points in the receiving game. His one catch for 18 yards and the touchdown. For the wide receivers here. So Brandon Cooks had a great game. 20 points in fantasy. I did not think he was going to be that good here in the matchup. Uh, I was obviously dead wrong on that. Uh, He got 114 yards on 6 catches and a touchdown. Cooper Cup gets a touchdown in this as well with 89 yards on 5 catches. Has a great... 41-yard run to score that touchdown. Um, again, just looked awesome coming back. We thought that he would. His connection with golf has just been unbelievable. And that touchdown in general, If you guys watched, that play was just a stroke of genius by Sean McVay. Has Cooper Cup line up in the backfield like he's going to block. He actually throws a block and then goes out and runs a route out to the left. Uh, Just a beautiful play designed by Sean McVay. That is why he's a genius. 17 points in fantasy for Cooper Cup. Oh, Robert Bobert Woods, one of my favorite guys in fantasy, does come through for you as well. 71 yards on five catches, getting you 10 points in fantasy. All right, for the Saints side here, Drew Brees has himself another huge day. Uh, It was great to see out of Drew Brees as he's really only been throwing, as we talked about earlier in the year, for about uh, 150 to 200 yards to 250 yards every week. Comes through big time this week. 31 yards, 346 yards, and 4 touchdowns. And then actually ran the ball quite a lot in this game, getting you 16 yards on the ground. It was awesome to see this dude is determined to win. Looks like he's on a whole different level this year. I can't wait to see these guys moving forward what they're able to do. So obviously you guys just caught a glimpse of my, heard a glimpse of my kids there just a minute ago as they are playing in the background. Apologize about that. So anyways, continuing on with the Saints here. So Alvin Kamara just again continues to be a complete beast in fantasy. Putting up 31 points, coming from 82 yards on the ground and 19 carries and 2 touchdowns and then adds in the receiving game. Another touchdown with 34 yards on four catches. This dude is just ridiculously good. It's insane to think that he was a backup at Tennessee for most of his career. A third-round pick, and then he has just turned into this. Uh, I mean, it's just awesome. This guy, anybody who lucked out in getting him in Dynasty Leagues, I mean, you guys have just got to be... you know, praying to whoever your fantasy guy is that they helped you out with that pick because he has just been money ever since he's come into the league. Michael Thomas not only won the day for you, but won the day in celebrations and a call back to Joe Horn's uh, cell phone celebration. It was awesome. Good for him. Loved it. Uh, obviously, he got flagged for it, but I think he deserved it coming through with a huge day for fantasy owners. 211 yards to franchise record on 12 catches and then obviously getting you the touchdown as well getting you 33 points in fantasy I said it earlier in the year and I still believe it this dude's gonna finish as the WR1 on the year he is just that damn good and he is in that good of an offense Uh, We talked about it on Friday's podcast. I thought Traquan Smith would have a good game. Uh, Not quite the game. I thought he was going to have just 23 yards on two two catches, but he does get you the touchdown, uh, getting you nine points in fantasy. And then, of course, Mr. Benjamin Watson. Uh, We talked about him last week. Drew Brees said that he is uh, one of his favorite teammates. He comes through for you yet again in fantasy. Getting you 13 points as he comes through with obviously the touchdown where he announced that him and his wife are going to be having twins. Congratulations to him. And he gets you 62 yards on three catches as well. Again, this game was awesome to see. Obviously a likely shot at this being the NFC Championship game. And I would sign up for that right now if it was. I thought this game was just awesome. It was fun to watch the whole whole game. And I can't wait to see where these teams go as we get closer and closer to the play. And if this win right here by the Saints could end up locking them home field advantage in the playoffs, because I think that would be huge. I do think that they do have a a pretty good home field advantage there being in the Superdome or the Mercedes-Benz Dome now. And then we move on to the Sunday night game where the Green Bay Packers ended up losing to the New England Patri- Patriots 17-31. to uh, A little bit disappointing here for the Packers. I thought they'd have a better game. So uh, Aaron Rodgers, the bad man himself, has a decent day for fantasy. Bringing you 19 points with 259 yards in the air and two touchdowns uh does just yet again kind of get screwed in in bringing them back late uh, in the early in the fourth quarter was tied 17-17 had a chance to drive down the field and likely score at least a uh, leading field goal or possibly a uh, touchdown to put them in the lead and of course Aaron Jones fumbled it Aaron Jones who I thought would have a big day for fantasy fell a little bit short here just 76 yards uh, sorry about that. 76 yards on 14 carries. He got 8 points in fantasy. Uh, obviously added 10 yards on 2 catches. Obviously the fumble there keeps you from getting the double digit points. Or most likely. I know a lot of leagues I play on play in fumbles are negative too. Uh, so that did suck. Obviously I thought he'd get more of a workload here. With Ty Montgomery being gone, he did get a bulk of it with 14 carries compared to Jamal Williams' seven. Hopefully that continues to trend upwards as he is obviously, at least in my opinion, the much better back. He's running for about five yards Uh, carry compared to Jamal Williams who in this game did run for 4.9 so he did actually have a fairly good game but usually is running for four if not less again Aaron Aaron Jones just a much better runner in my opinion Uh, Jamal Williams nothing for fantasy really does get you six points uh 34 yards on the ground and then of course added 20 yards in the receiving game for the receivers so Marquez Valdez-Scantling comes through for you. We did talk about him. I thought he would have a good day. Uh, Obviously... Puts up 100 yards here against this defense on just three catches. A couple of those coming late in the game. Huge third down conversions for them. Uh, he de- Rodgers definitely seems to be trusting this guy more and more often. The rookie uh, really seemed to have a nice connection. I like him going forward, especially in Dynasty Leagues. I think he could be a very good two to Devontae Adams' one. Obviously, Devontae Adams was the number one for them. Just 13 points. uh, You know, not a huge day for him. Uh, Does get the touchdown yet again. 40 yards on six catches. Uh, Devontae Adams just a complete stud. Uh, And then, of course, Jimmy Graham. Scores a touchdown in this one on 55 yards and 4 catches. And uh, he is also, uh, I've talked about, as a red zone guy. Don't see him doing much for you in the middle of the field, but he will get you those touchdowns and get you 13 points in fantasy. Uh, Green Bay is going to be really interesting to watch the rest of the season. Uh, The NFC North, while they're not necessarily out of it, Chicago and Minnesota have looked very good. Uh, Detroit obviously kind of looks like they're in the middle of a rebuild now. Uh, It's going to be interesting to see what Green Bay does here Uh, going forward. Obviously, a lot of talk about Mike McCarthy leaving. I do think they're kind of wasting Aaron Rodgers' gold years here. They need to do something because it's really going to be sad to think that uh, possibly the best quarterback, at least I've ever watched, play the game. Uh, Don't get me wrong. Brady, five rings. He's the GOAT right now. But I do think Aaron Rodgers, when it's all said and done, will be uh, because I don't consider... Uh, rings necessarily a quarterback stat, takes a full team to win a Super Bowl I, don't, I you know I know Brady's been good but you can uh, talk about how good some of the players are around him, a lot of people like to discount who he's had, if you really go back and look at the list, yes he hasn't had many Hall of Famers around him but he's had a lot of really good players and his defense has been legit in at least three of those Super Bowl wins I would say four, uh, so he has had a good team around him, not not including possibly the greatest coach of all time in Bill Belichick, where Aaron Rodgers Rodgers. if you go back and look at it, and and realistically, uh, he has not had the Hall of Famers around him either, just like Tom Brady. Uh, He's had to deal with a lot more carrying that franchise, no good tight end, has really no running game to speak of for as long as I can remember, and the defense has only been good once, and what do you know, that's the year they won the Super Bowl against the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right. So, anyways, enough of the Aaron Rodgers uh, talk there. For Tom Brady, uh, an okay day here, just a middle of the pack finish for him as he gets you 15 points in fantasy. Uh, does come through or did get you 294 yards on one touchdown? Obviously, Julian Edelman uh, had a nice little pass here as well for 37 yards of James White, almost a touchdown. White comes up just short there. But again, 15 points for Brady. Obviously, he'll he'll continue to still be a stud and put up more points for you. Uh, just one of those games James White continues to be an RB1 that he has been all year again most of you guys who got him same thing as Alvin Kamara in Dynasty you're you're thanking those fantasy gods because you likely got him in the double digit rounds and he has been by far one of the best running backs all year puts up 25 points and this one is he gets you 31 yards on the ground and two touchdowns and then of course dominates in the receiving game as well with 72 yards Josh Gordon finally has a big game, and man, all of us Gordon Truthers have been waiting for this. Uh, 21 points in fantasy get you 130 yards on five catches, and obviously the touchdown, that was all him. Again, yeah, it, a lot of it had to do with him kind of breaking out of that tackle. Obviously, he wouldn't have the big game that he had had he not done that, but that is kind of what Gordon does, 55 yards on that play. Uh, it's good to see, though, he's still getting targeted a lot with Brady here. Ten targets, just the five catches, obviously, but they're clearly going to him. I mean, Julian Edelman, who is by far his favorite uh Favorite wide receiver, got 10 targets as well. So Gordon is clearly going to be a part of this offense moving forward. It's definitely great to see, uh, especially someone who who loves Josh Gordon as much as I do. Good to see him staying sober and going, getting back to hopefully the dominant wide receiver that he was in the past. Uh, Julian Edelman here, just six catches, 71 yards, but does get you 14 points in fantasy. It's exactly what you expect out of him every week as well uh Gronk obviously didn't play in this game Dwayne Allen got the one catch for 21 yards it was good to see Dwayne Allen actually get something uh because he's been pretty non-existent when Gronk has been out we'll see what happens with him obviously with the back and as often as he's dealt with the back issues it's kind of hard to tell where he's gonna go or where what he's gonna be like uh for the rest of the season they may just hold him out uh and they just start playing him as we get closer to the playoffs to save him for that so That'll do it for today. Oh, I'm sorry. Monday night game, guys. I'm thinking it's it's uh, completely different here. So, the Titans defeated the Cowboys 28-14. to Marcus Mariota had himself a very good game. We talked about that on yesterday's podcast. I thought he would have a, a good day uh, against the, it, what is a good defense. And the Cowboys here get you 26 points in fantasy. Uh, obviously had the rushing touchdown, which helps out a lot. And then 240 yards in the air and two touchdowns. Really liked what Marcus Mariota looked like in this game as we talked about yesterday. There's a lot of talk about him looking healthier with that elbow, the nerve damage in there. Uh, coming out of the bye, hopefully he continues to look good. You know, it's a guy who was a great college quarterback. Uh, this team is really going to be relying on him to be their franchise quarterback. And this is a big year for him too. Uh, just like Jameis Winston, uh, if he continues to struggle, this might be something where they move on from him. I don't personally think they should, and that they will. Uh, but you never know with these guys, so it's good to see him come through against what has been a fairly good defense most of the year. Deion Lewis has a huge game here for you as well. We talked about that on yesterday's podcast well. They had him for like 40 yards receiving. I said go the over in both receiving and rushing. He gets you 62 yards on the ground with 19 carries. Carries the load uh, in the rushing game as Derrick Henry only gets 6 rushes uh, and then also gets 4 catches for 60 yards and the touchdown. It's a huge day for Deion Lewis. Let's hope that this is what he continues to be all season long. Get you 20 points in fantasy. Uh, He's creeping up into that RB2 territory which is exactly where I think he should finish, especially if they continue to use him like this Uh, this is exactly what Matt LaFleur said that they wanted to use him in doing a lot in the receiving game and everything he's by far the better runner we all know a Derrick Henry hater Uh, he did get you 10 points in fantasy but Deion Lewis looked like the much better back Uh, Derrick Henry here just 27 yards on six rushes but does get you the touchdown uh, and then does get the two catches for five yards For the wide receivers here for the Tennessee Titans, uh, not a lot of greatness coming out of this group this week. Corey Davis leads the way with 9 points on just 56 catches. uh, 56 yards for 6 catches. 56 catches would be one hell of a day. Uh, 56 yards, guys. Uh, Taewon Taylor, who I thought might have a good day here, just 3 points in fantasy as he gets you 24 yards on 2 catches. A little bit disappointing there. For the Cowboys, so... Dak, uh, I mean, what can we say about little Dak Prescott? I mean, he doesn't have a horrible day, I guess, 17 points. So again, he's right there on par on the average for the uh, QB2s of the week. Does put up 243 yards in the air with two touchdowns and an interception. 11 yards on the ground. Uh, 243 is really kind of where he's been at all year. And uh, that's likely what he's going to do most of the season as well. Uh, He does go to his uh, newly acquired wide receiver over last week, or technically a week and a half ago, in a Mark Cooper, uh, who got you 58 yards and a touchdown on five receptions. We did think that he was going to have a decent day here as we've uh, talked about the Cowboys like to force the ball to their their new toys uh, get you 14 points in fantasy if you're Amari Cooper. Truther, you like to see? He actually looks good. I'll give him that. I've been someone who's not uh, praised Amari Cooper at times. Uh, I do think that he has struggled with uh, brick hands lately the past couple years, uh, but he did look good in his debut for the Cowboys. Alan Hearns, unfortunately, screwed me. He took the play that I thought Michael Gallup would get when he got put on Malcolm Butler. Due to Gallup's speed, I thought he'd be able to pull a move on Butler and score the touchdown. Instead, Alan Hearns gets it, but it's just a one-catch, 23 yards, and touchdown gets you eight points in fantasy. Michael Gallup's still a good game. I said he would go over the 30 yards that they were kind of – Pushing in Vegas as his uh, over-under get you 51 yards on three catches. Uh, Zeke Elliott here. I, I don't even know what happened to him. So, for starters, he didn't listen to me. He got 13 points, so uh, we're, we're not on speaking terms at the moment. Uh, I'll be... Perfectly happy with him again here in a couple days, but right now I'm kind of mad at him as I, I lost by literally .7 points because of him, uh, so we're, we're, we're a little uh, on edge right now, but uh does come through with 13 points. Uh, was just tearing up this Tennessee defense in the first half. I, I literally had given up hope and possibly winning my matchup because of that. Uh, does get 61 yards on the ground and then adds 51 yards in the receiving game. Uh, Looks good. They just kind of went away from him in the second half for for who knows what reason. Only got six touches altogether. Uh, why you go away from your best team asset altogether is beyond me, but that's kind of been the, the Cowboys coaching thing all year. They've, they've tried this new thing on offense called let's not give it to our best player. Let's not run the ball, which we've They've clearly drafted to do. They, they've drafted and set up an offensive line, one of the best offensive lines in the game, even with Travis Fredericks out, and yet they're just like, oh, hey, we have a great offensive line and an, and an all-time stud running back. No, no, let's just try and throw the ball and not even give Zeke the ball. Makes no sense to me, but, you know, hey, good, 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 good luck to Scott Linehan and Jason Garrett as they try this new kind of new wave of coaching of uh, coaching away from your strengths because that's exactly what they're doing. Anyway, so with that with all that being done here, that wraps up the week 9 uh recaps. Tomorrow's podcast might come out a little bit later. Uh just found out I have some stuff going on with work earlier uh today is kind of why this one's coming out so late. Uh tomorrow will be a full Blown podcast, guys. Because I'm just gonna let you guys know now. I will not have a podcast on Thursday, more than likely, uh, due to again some stuff with the nine to five. Nine to five has been killing me lately. Unfortunately, that's what pays the bills. Uh, So I gotta gotta do what makes the bosses happy there. Uh, So for tomorrow's podcast, I will give you guys my players that I got wrong. I will give you guys my top ten at each position. Um, that might change a little bit because I'm, I'm still tweaking some projections and everything. My article now for rankings are not going to come out till Thursday mornings. Seem to get a better run on Thursday mornings uh, going back and forth with people to try and help them out before the Thursday games. Uh, but I'll try and give you guys my top ten tomorrow, and then I'll actually give you guys at the end uh, my Thursday night preview just in case I can't get out a Thursday podcast. Uh, I do p- Hope to even at the worst jump on and give you guys a Thursday night preview on Thursday. Maybe talk some college stuff. Uh, But just in case I can't get home in time to do that. I'll throw my Thursday night preview on the end of tomorrow's podcast. So that is going to do it for me today, guys. Thank you so much again for listening to the Fantasy Roundtable Podcast. You guys can always hit me up at SportsFanaticMB on Twitter. You can hit up any of our other fabulous writers if you want to talk to any of them at the FLA app or at the FLA blog. Uh, Just tweet at them, ask your question. One of us will get back to you as quickly as possible. Obviously, you could also download the Fantasy Life app. We're always on there giving advice as well. And then, obviously, if you guys have any questions you'd like to send uh, to the email, it, it is fantasyroundtable at yahoo.com, all under case. Until tomorrow, guys, I will talk to you guys later. Peace. Prepare for glory! I don't know if you got your popcorn ready. Do you got your popcorn ready? I came out the one line already. And he's hit the end zone for an unbelievable touchdown! I would be honored. Throw one up above his head, they can't jump with me, Dolly! Oh, they tackle a four-yarder. Who can make a play? I can! Who can make a play? I can! <laughs> I can.